Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Teen Beach 2. Not Teen Beach Movie 2. Just Teen Beach 2. I think that was a good choice. I think it flows better that way. Hmm. I like it. <laughs> this came out June 26, 2015. We had just graduated high school. <laughs> yeah. I thought I had seen this, and I think I've seen parts of it, but I didn't remember all of it, so. I had not. I was not interested enough in the first one to watch this one. I had to see what was going on. And mm. in, in the world of... <laughs> I love musicals. We've been over this. Oh, first I'd like to say, just to set the scene before we even get to, into the characters, I watched this on a train ride to Chicago, because we went to Ch- Chicago this weekend. So there I am, 24 years old, sitting on the train in, like, the aisle seat, and there's this, like, cute guy sitting, like, in a row behind who can definitely see what I'm doing as I'm like writing teen beach movie on my notebook. And I was like, this is embarrassing. I was very embarrassed. So I thought you were going to, it was for a podcast. Yeah. That makes it a lot better. (laughs) It's for a podcast. (laughs) I wasn't just watching it for fun. I thought you were going to talk about the distraction sitting behind you. Oh yeah. There was also that during the train ride. No, I had finished this before she Uh, even got on. Oh really? Yeah. (laughs) There was this girl who sat behind us who literally told her entire life story to the 17 year old stranger who she was sitting by. We can tell you so much about her. It's insane. We're not going to for privacy reasons, (laughs) but we can literally tell you her entire life story. It was wild. I was reading a book and then I had to switch to, um, listening to something from my phone because I couldn't not listen to her. She was so loud. And I kid you not, we were getting off the train. Like, we had finally gotten to Chicago. They were still sitting there. They were the last two people sitting there. She was still I felt so bad for him. And, like, I mean, he was, like, kind of engaging in the conversation. Yeah, he didn't just, like, put his headphones in and ignore her. Yeah, but I still, I feel bad. So, (laughs) that happened. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, this movie has all the same people as before. It does not have Barry, Barry Bostwick, Grandpa. No, we don't see him. Sadly. He's too busy getting high. I guess. Um, but it does have Ross Butler, who was seen in the first season of Riverdale before he decided to do 13 Reasons Why full time. I don't know if that was the smart decision. <laughs> oh, wait. So he, he was Reggie, but he was He was Reggie, Reggie before the other guy. Got it. I, I thought he was Reggie, and then I was like, he looks kind of off, though. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, why. Off-brand. He was the original Reggie. <laughs> well, I know. New no. Reggie is off-brand Reggie. I knew he was Reggie, but I was like, did he just get really muscular and look a lot <laughs> different? So, okay. Well, and then he was in 13 Reasons Why, where he played the guy she wrote a note to. <laughs> Okay. She, like, wrote the note and then, like, stuck it in his little classroom thing. And yeah. they're like, oh, why'd she write the note to him? I mean, I read they the book and I watched the first season, maybe the second season, but I don't remember which one he was, but yeah. Uh, they, like, tried to make it a thing because in the second season it, like, wasn't based in the book. So it was supposed to be a thing, like, in the first season where it was, like, why would she, like, leave this note to him and, like, leave him a tape if they don't even know each other? But then... They had it in the second season where they secretly dated all summer. <laughs> mm. I stopped watching after that, so I couldn't tell you what else happened. Yeah. Kate Walsh left the show. <laughs> um, and then there's Piper Curda, who, if you are younger than us, was in I Didn't Do It on Disney Channel. Which, every time I hear that phrase, I can only think of the Polar Express. You don't know? No. The one scene where it's, like, Christmas Eve, and they're, spot- they're like... 
uh, taking a little self-guided tour, tour, tour uh, around Santa's workshop. And I was like, oh, like, it's Christmas Eve. And then it's like, oh, naughty person. And then there's a video of a child going, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Like, over and over and over again. Because <laughs> he did something and then denied it. <laughs> I was just thinking of... And then the elves were like, eh, let it go. It's Christmas Eve. Give him, don't give him coal. Uh, <laughs> I just was thinking of... I did not! Which our friend Maddie reminded us of from Sharkboy and Lava Girl. For some reason, she knew it in the depths of her mind, but we both had no idea. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, she just goes, I did not! And we all, we all look at her, and she's like, Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Like, you know, like that, this is something that I do all the time, where I say a random quote, yeah. and I look at everyone, like, like, this is very out of character for yeah, Maddie. It's Linus, right? Linus yeah. says, I did not send them to, to the, the principal's office yeah. have them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what you were talking about. No. No, I was thinking of the Polar Express. Um, that's all I have for people. Yeah. It's, we Like we said, we have mostly the same cast. Yes. Um, so this movie begins. Uh, I, okay. I have some words to say about this being the sequel because I feel like, did they care about consistency at all? No, they did not. We learn a lot that does not make sense, in my opinion. Oh, well, maybe I didn't pay attention that much. <laughs> yeah, the movie starts, and Brady is surprising Mac. Uh, she has a blindfold on, and she's like, oh, where are we going? She takes it off, and it's the place they met three months ago. They've only known each other for three months. Yeah. So whenever they were in that musical, and they were like, oh my god, we're breaking up, and this is the love of my life, they had only known each other for three months. Like, I don't think they outright said anything about, like, oh, like, they've known each other forever. They never said how long they've known. I know, but three months does not make sense to me. I mean, they're teenagers. It does not make sense to me. I don't get it. Um... Yeah, so he, like, plans this, like, romantic three-month anniversary. Uh, There's, like, candles at the spot where they met on the beach. And then he turns to Mac and says, with the most sincerity, this has turned out to be the most bodacious summer of my life. Yeah, (laughs) they go over the story of how they met. He was watching Wet Side Story on the beach. Yeah, just, like, on his tablet. (laughs) Yeah, and Mac's like, it's gonna get sand in it. What are you doing? Mac thought that he was cute. Uh, Brady invited her to watch the movie, and she thought it was lame. But he's like, hey, if you don't like it, I'll buy you a smoothie. So she's like, okay. Hi. Yeah. That was one thing that I I thought was, like, sort of missing from the first movie. Like, I feel like it would I would have been more invested in Mac and Brady's story if they, like, if they were just, like, best friends, and then, like, one of them had, like, a secret crush on each other the whole time, and then, like, the characters sort of, like, helped them, like, say their feelings for one another. I feel like with them already dating and then going, I mean, I guess, like, it can also continue into this movie. I just feel like the stakes were not high enough for Mac and well, Brady. Well, no, see, that's what I don't understand, why three months doesn't make sense, because in my mind, like, I already had a backstory for them. They had been friends, like, growing up. And then at one point they were just like, oh, oh. No, they literally uh, say. I guess we're dating. They had gone to school together, but they never met each other. Which, like. Yeah, they clarify in this movie, but they don't say that in the first one. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I thought it would have been a better movie if we had that conflict with Mac and Brady. I thought this would have been a better movie if they had been dating for more than three months. Yeah. Why was was Brady being so goddamn dramatic (laughs) about them moving away? He's only known it for three months. I would have been like, sir. (laughs) 
Well, I will move away. <laughs> and even worse, we'll get to it. It's fine. We'll get to it. Um, yeah, so Brady turns on Wet Side Story on a projector. And I'm thinking, they aren't traumatized because they're literally like, oh, remember when we were trapped in a movie? <laughs> okay, they, like, are friends. I, I miss guess. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you went to Hairspray and you became friends with Link Larkin and then you just had to come back to regular <laughs> life, I'm an adult and Link Larkin is a child. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know if I'd care that much about being his friend. Well, what else are you going to be? He's a child. Exactly. I'd just be a random child. Okay, but if you were in the movie Hairspray, it's not like you'd stop watching it once you got back to real life. I don't know if I'd watch it immediately. (laughs) Well, this is to celebrate their three-month anniversary. Okay, so they sing along to the final song of What Side Story, which is Best Summer Ever. So we get, like... Uh, like, the scene from the movie, and then, like, Mac and Brady singing along and doing the choreography in front of it. My queen is wearing another tassel bikini. It's not as iconic as the first one. Not as good, but still love it. Yeah, and at this point, I was like, does she even like this movie? Like, she's singing along to the- I mean, I guess she likes it now, because she's friends with the characters. Yeah, so by the end, they join in, they're dancing and singing along, uh, and then they go to the beach to surf at night. Is that a thing? I, I know that night very swimming. Yeah, yeah, I know that night swimming is a thing, but night surfing does sound very dangerous. Um, yeah, they, they're talking, they say tomorrow's the first day of school, and they wonder, will things be different at school? Uh, because they had only spent time together during the summer. Um, but Max's like, nah, it'll be fine. And then she realizes that Layla's necklace that Layla gave her at the end of the last movie is gone. Um, Mac decides to swim back to shore as the necklace shines in the ocean. Well, yeah, she, Brady offers to look for it, but she's like, there's no use, like, we're not gonna be able to find it. Yes, so, it's the first day of school, um, Brady's friend, whose name is... Devon. 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 (laughs) Or, no, it's Devon, not Devon. 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 That's, that's Raven. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, it's spelled the same way, and I, yeah... Okay, so um, he's like vlogging. He's like on his phone and he's like, hey guys, I'm back at the first day of school. Yeah, I don't know. Um, their school literally overlooks the ocean. <laughs> they do that in movies and shows sometimes. I guess it's it's giving PCA. <laughs> I think it's giving more the Foster's school, but you didn't watch the Foster's. So. I did not. Um, yeah. Devin wasn't hanging out with Brady this summer because he was in Indonesia and Brady's like, oh, well, I met a totally rad girl. Yeah, so Greece. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get a song, but it's great. Yeah, this movie is very, like, loose. Like, how uh, the first one was sort of, like, West Side Story. This one's very Grease. Yeah. Um. So, Brady points to Mac, who's handing out flyers for the Save the Ocean dance. Um. She is greeted by her, overachie- her also overachiever friend. Um. Mac and Brady meet up with their friends and introduce everyone. Well, okay, before this, uh, whenever Brady's talking about Mac, he's like, oh yeah, like, she's a surfer too, and his friend is like, oh, she's a surf bunny or or beach bunny, and he's like, don't call her that, which I appreciate. (laughs) He knew that that would not be good. Uh, Yeah, so Mac is trying to get classmates to save the seals for their uh, school dance. Yeah, that's whenever she hugs her best friend. They talk about summer. Um, she's glad that her, her friend was, like, at some science camp or something, so she wasn't there this yeah, summer Yeah, she either. was like, oh, like, Spencer was there. Oh, I have such a crush on him. I love Spencer. Yeah. So that's whenever Brady and Devon and Devin approach. Yeah, uh, but De- Devin and, what's her friend's name? 
Alyssa. Alyssa are, like, not impressed at what <laughs> their friends have found. Well, yeah, they're both very dubious of the relationships. And so Brady wants to hang out. He's like, hey, like, let's have lunch together or something. And she's like, I can't. I'm super busy. I'm- I have study group and I have to save the whales. Yeah. And so she walks off and Devin's like, she seems cool, but she's very different from you. Uh, so then we see... We cut to class. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brady is, like, sketching this surfboard diagram, but he hides it from Mac whenever she approaches. There's also, like, equations and stuff on the side. Like, I wasn't sure what was going on here at first. Yeah, um, yeah, Mac approaches Brady, and then Spencer approaches Mac about Oceanography Club, because he runs the Environmentalist Club, and, oh, maybe they can team up. Um, Brady sees them getting along and immediately gets jealous, so he's like, I'm head of the surf club. I don't think there's a surf club. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is when we learn that Alyssa has a crush on Spencer. And, uh, yeah, Brady watches Mac and Spencer connect. Um, after school, Brady asks Mac to go surfing, but she has to plan the dance. Um, Brady suggests a West Side Story theme, but she's like, um, no, like, we're the only people under 50 who has ever seen this movie. Like, no one's gonna care. Um, and she's like, oh, but will you come with me to the college fair after school? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Well, he's like, ah, yeah, I guess so. He doesn't seem, like, very invested in it, but Mac is really like, it's really important. You need to go. Yeah. So he's like, okay. Um, so Brady goes to his treehouse? His clubhouse that he built on the beach? I don't know. I thought it was his home. I thought, yeah, I was like, his treehouse? And, like, his mom walks in, and I'm like, his house? (laughs) I thought it was just his house, but then- I don't think it's his house. I don't know. Yeah. He's Uh, trying to fill out a college application, but he gets overwhelmed. Does he have Wi-Fi? Wherever this is. That's why I think it's his house. Why would his treehouse have Wi-Fi? Because his mom was like, okay, like, come back home whenever you're done. I don't know. (laughs) Um, He's trying to fill out his application, but he gets overwhelmed, which I completely understand. Very overwhelming. So, Uh, yeah, he's, like, sanding his surfboard while Wet Side Story plays on the TV. Um, It looks like he's, like, building his own surfboard, and that's when mom enters. Um, And Brady worries out loud because he doesn't have his life planned out at age 17, which is a very valid... Uh, worry to have. Yeah, especially when your school is, like, when you're 15, figure everything out. Know where you're going to college and what you want to do. We had a sophomore seminar class where that's literally what they told, they're like, okay, you should have your plan. Yeah, like, literally your life plan. At 15. (laughs) Taylor Swift wrote a goddamn song about that. No, you shouldn't. No. And look where we are now in jobs we tolerate. (laughs) tolerated <laughs> yeah um yeah his uh, mom is basically just like it'll be fine <laughs> yeah and then she's like oh like so how is going back to school uh, like i know you were worried about mac and brady's like yeah my fears kind of came true <laughs> like we're not clicking um yeah so they leave as wet side story continues to play on the tv so then we go into wet side story and it's like the end of the movie um, the, all the boys, the surfers and the bikers go to destroy the, are planning to go to destroy the diabolical weather machine. Uh, Layla's like, hey, can I come help? And they're all like, <laughs> no, you're a girl. Ugh. Yeah, so Layla's going off script and every, and this like kind of breaks the story a little bit. And they're like, uh, no, you can't. And so then she's just like, oh, right. I don't know right. why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 
Uh, we cut to Brady forgetting to go to the college fair. Yeah, we see Mac is waiting outside for him. That's when he realizes he's running late, so he goes to get changed. Whenever he gets in there- In cargo shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, he bikes there in the rain, and whenever he gets there, he sees Mac and Spencer talking to this rep from a college, like, program, and he is the one to be upset. He's like, Mac, what are you doing? And yeah. she's like- why are you just now here? You missed the whole thing. Right. Mac yells at him for not taking anything seriously, and Brady's like, well, you don't take us seriously. It's been a day. <laughs> it's been three months! <laughs> um, he, Mac was like, well, where were you? And he won't tell her that he was, like, making a surfboard. Um, and they're just like, well, maybe we just don't work at school. I'll see you next summer. Yeah, it's literally been a day, but that's <laughs> Yeah, fine. it's been a day. So Brady sings this, like, emotional song called On My Own, Alone in His Treehouse. He, like, makes all the beats okay, himself. Yeah, and his treehouse is also a recording studio. Yeah, he has equipment at his house. And this is when I decided, is Brady a theater kid? I was thinking that Ross Lynch only agreed to do this movie if they could, like, get in his own song. No, I get that, but is Brady a theater kid? Because he loves Wet Side Story so much, and he has his own recording studio at home. I think he's a theater kid. I feel like he wouldn't have enough time to be a theater kid, because it would cut into all the surfing. Uh, have you ever seen boys in theater programs? They don't have to do shit. They don't have to show up, ever. Well, that's when you go to an all-girls school. I don't know what it's like at a co-ed school. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so on the TV, Layla is singing Fallen For Ya from the first movie. Um, Layla falls into Tanner's arms, and she's like, wait, put me down. And everyone stops, and Layla's like, I can't do it anymore. And she leaves. So Tanner follows Layla outside, and Layla's like, I want to be like Mac. I want to be independent. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and whenever she says that, she picks up, uh, Mac's necklace that she lost in the ocean on the shore. Um, Layla's like, I need to be where Mac is. So she turns around and says goodbye to everyone and walks into the ocean. Yeah. Tanner freaks out and he's like, wait, wait, Layla, come back. Maybe I should talk in my low voice. Layla, come back. <laughs> Which I thought was a nice callback to the first movie. <laughs> Although I just find it really funny. <laughs> um, so Tanner follows Layla in the ocean as everyone just kind of stands around. Well, everyone is like blaming Tanner because they're like, where the hell is Layla going? Yeah, get your woman in line. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, so Layla and Tanner make it to the real world and swim to shore. Um, they, like, take in the world world around them, and when they tell a stranger that they're lost, he offers his phone. Um, Braden is on his way to surf when he sees Mac picking up trash on the beach. They fight until Mac spots Layla and Tanner. Uh, so they all meet up, they greet each other enthusiastically, and Layla explains that she found the necklace in the ocean, and now she's here. And Layla and Tanner sing a song called Right Where I Wanna Be, about how... They want to be in this world because it's so cool. Yeah. Layla's like, I never want to leave. And yeah. so... Uh, yeah, Layla sings about how, she, how she's excited about new, opportun uh, new opportunities that she wouldn't have had as a woman in her old world. And Tanner's just excited like a puppy by everything he sees. Yeah, so Mac and Brady are talking to each other. And they're like, well, we're glad they're here. But, like, what are we going to do? They're going to... It's going to, like, cause trouble if they don't go home. And so... And yeah, that's when they notice... Uh, uh, Layla and Tanner are at one of those, like, like public, just, like, little shower things on the beach, 
and they're not getting wet. They are completely dry under the beach showers. Yeah, because so, that's a movie thing. Yeah, so Mac remembers what happened to them in the movie, and so they must get Layla and Tanner back to their own home, or else, like, everything's gonna get messed up here. Or they're gonna zap out of existence. Yeah, so Mac suggests telling them that they're not real, and they're like, maybe, maybe Brady's like, maybe we should ease them into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe we should, like, hold off on that for a minute. They just got here to another dimension. Yeah, so Mac decides they'll just show them that the real world is actually really shitty <laughs> and yeah. so that they'll want to go home <laughs> sounds like a solid plan <laughs> yeah so back at Mac's house uh Mac tells Layla to borrow some of her clothes so she can fit in at school yeah and she's gonna come to school yeah and uh, so yeah so Layla picks out a shirt of Mac's but whenever she turns it on it turns into like a 60s go-go outfit yeah everything she tries on just becomes like 60s five yeah so whenever Layla wears a pink dress she turns into Jackie Kennedy's assassination outfit yeah <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's I wasn't going to call it that, but yeah. <laughs> it's the outfit she was wearing <laughs> I mean, on that day. Her pink suit. The pink, yeah, with the pillbox hat. Um, she settles on this low-key, like, 60s style dress and go-go boots. It's very cute. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, Tanner and Brady exit uh, the treehouse. It takes... <laughs> so, in order to exit the treehouse, Brady has this fire pole that he slides down it takes Tanner, like, five minutes to get down the pool because he won't just slide it down. He has to go, like, one by, like, one inch by one inch. Um, it, Tanner is wearing yellow shorts, a polo, and a cardigan. Um, the only thing Brady tells Tanner is to not tell anyone where he's from. Like, he gives no other instructions. Yes. Uh, if you can't tell, I love Tanner. <laughs> yeah, that's very obvious. I think it's great comedic relief. <laughs> Uh, we come back to the movie briefly, and the bikers and surfers, they're like, something feels off with Tanner and Layla gone. And they're like, what are we going to do? They're like, maybe someone should sing like Layla would. So Chi-Chi starts singing Falling For You, um, and then... But it's like, it's like a, like, Sharpay's version. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so, faster and more upbeat. And then Seacat joins in. Because um, she wants to sing, and so they have, like, a singing fight. Yeah, they go back and forth. Oh, it's so funny. But then, whenever Chi-Chi falls, Seacat doesn't catch her. Um, and so... And so everyone still agrees that something's not right. Yeah, and so, then we see this, but we don't see anyone else see this. We see a background character just cease to exist. Yeah, in order to make things right, Giggles suggests shaking her fringe to help. She's like, will this help? And everyone's like, yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> You're really good at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, back at school, Brady and Mac give Tanner and Layla some ground rules. They're like, don't do anything that gives you away. Don't sing. Uh, like, anything like that. And so they're about to start a song, but Mac and Brady have to stop them. Yeah, Brady tells Tanner to just walk down the hallway and be cool, as in chill. But Tanner t says, oh, like, if there's one thing I'm great at, it's walking down the hallway. So we get this little uh, scene of Tanner walking in slow motion, making all the girls swoon as he walks down the hallway. Yeah, um, so Devin asks Tanner who Brady, er, yeah, Devin asks Tanner who he is, and Brady's like, oh, this is my cousin from Iceland. Um, Tanner yeah. Devin, is weird. Devin like, and, and Tanner bond over hair treatments. Yeah, they, they just have, like, weird conversations, which to anyone else, they'd be like, okay, this is strange. They're both stupid, basically. Yeah. But Devin's just like, all right, right on. Um, Mac is trying to make school sound boring to Layla by taking her to calc, but Layla, taking her to calculus, but Layla's like, oh, it's so interesting. Like, I love math. Um, uh, who's Mac that? tells Spencer. Spencer that Layla is her cousin from Finland, and Spencer's like, oh, well, I hope I didn't cause any problems with you and Brady yesterday, and that's when Mac's like, well, we have our own problems. 
So then uh, Mac tells Layla that she's better off in her own world where boys are reliable and predictable. Simple and don't act different like in her world. Yeah. Uh, uh, Layla introduces herself to Alyssa and she... Yeah, Layla says, I'm here to discover who I am and find fulfillment. And Alyssa's like, yes, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so they get along. Well, and then she's casually just like, I know how to take apart a motorbike and put it back together in 60 seconds. And Alyssa's like, hey, can you help me? I need to learn how to do that. So they bond over a little bit of feminism. Yeah, so then we cut to Brady and Mac meeting at lunch. Their plan is not going according to plan. <laughs> yeah, because Tanner and Layla love it here. Yeah, and so, so they're like, like, what are we going to do? They're like, we know what to do to make them see what the real world is like. Let's send them to the cafeteria alone. Yeah, so um, immediately, like, jocks make fun of Tanner. And Tanner and Layla conclude that, like, everyone here is so angry. Why is that? So they sing a song called Twist That Frown Upside Down and listen. <laughs> I don't know if you remember me saying that I had a uh, special experience <laughs> with a song from a teen beach movie. This is that song. Okay, let me set the scene. I am 18 years old. <laughs> I am about to go out of town for college. I don't really know how I feel about it. I'm about to enter some of the darkest months of my life. I don't know it yet, but I'm still in a weird space mentally because this summer I am working at a grocery store that I did not want to work at. I literally cry on the way to work. Um, I hate it, I hate it so much. I'm working like 35 hours a week even though I'm part-time. I'm getting paid less than minimum wage. I don't have lunch breaks. It was terrible. So one day, I get called into my manager's office, and they say, they ask me some questions. They're like, are you okay? And I say, yeah. And they're like, I, if, you know, if something's going on, like, you can tell us. And I'm like, I'm fine. And so it turns out someone filled out a survey on their receipt after I checked them out, and they said that I, the cashier, was not very friendly, and I seemed like I didn't want to be there. Like, of course I didn't want to fucking be there. <laughs> and so they're like, you know, uh, whenever you come into work, you, you just gotta leave that at home. And if you don't want to be here, then I understand. And I'm just like, uh, I want to be... I did not want to be there, but, like, I needed to make money. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do about it. And so they're just like, okay, well, just just try to be friendlier and, and smile more. Uh, I think smiling can go a long way. So after I am pissed and traumatized by that experience, I come home after a long day of stupid-ass customers. I'm flipping through the channels, and I'm like, oh, Team Beach 2. I watched the first one. Let me turn on this channel and see what's going on in Team Beach 2. I come in the middle of this song of all these characters on TV yelling at me to smile. They're I was talking to you. I got that, but <laughs> it still was not fun. It was not a pleasant time. Um, as a woman who has been told to smile my entire life, I was not fond of this experience, of this song. I immediately switched channel because I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and that's it. I told you it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> yeah, don't fill out if you're gonna fill out a survey you have to make it positive like don't fill it out negatively because that really affects people's jobs and stupid managers are like meh yeah so <laughs> like no I was 18 
And, and like, what do you benefit from that? Like, how do you benefit from being like, oh, the cashier seemed It's not like I insulted them. I literally, I said nothing. I did not move my face. Like, I know, because this is how I check people out every day. I scanned their items. I bagged them. I gave them to them. I probably said, thanks, have a nice day. And that was it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand what people gain from complaining that people aren't being friendly. Like, they're doing a service for you, and they're getting paid (laughs) so little. Like, what do you mean? So... Yeah, they sing, turn your frown upside down, and everyone joins in. Uh, like, I think, I think their, like, movie magic radiates wherever they are, and since it's only, like, the second day, it's still pretty strong, and so that's why the whole cafeteria joins in. Yeah, everyone joins in, they're singing and dancing. Yeah, kids from different cliques are getting along. They have this choreography where they're, they, like, form a face from above, and Yeah, they have some aerial shots, it's very nice. Yeah, whenever they're, like, forming the smile... It's so, like, so, like, you're on two hands, and then your legs are on, like, the shoulders of the person behind you, and it's, like, a line that forms the smile. (laughs) I, like, I paused it, and I looked at it, like, very specifically, so I was like, what are they doing? Yeah, Um, yeah, so that song ends. We cut back to Wet Side Story again. Everyone is bored, because they're like, what are we doing? And then this time, they actually see someone stop existing, and they're like, "Uh uh-oh, that's not good. But we cut back to school immediately. Um, yeah, Tanner asks Layla, Layla to hang out, but she can't because she and Alyssa have calculus homework. Uh, so Brady takes Tanner back to his treehouse after school. And gives him an iPad to distract yeah. him. <laughs> Just <laughs> makes him an iPad baby. Tanner's like, I was really bored during school, so I decided to come up with a bunch of new looks. This is scared guy. This is cool guy. So Tanner's like, here! <laughs> like, gives Brady, yeah, Brady gives Tanner an iPad. Yeah, Brady. Uh, so... Tanner tells Brady that he feels like things might not work out with Layla, and he's worried, and he's never felt worried before. And so, uh, he's like, am I enough for Layla? And then Brady relates to this, because- First of all, no, Tanner, you're not. Well, he's not a real character. Uh, Yeah, Brady's like, all you can do is be the best version of yourself and hope that's enough. Yeah, and Brady's like, you know, I haven't done that recently with Mac, and that's why we're going through a rough patch. Yeah, and this is where I noticed how- I was making parallels to the first movie because um, Layla was turning to Mac for advice um, and Brady and Tanner sort of just had this like side relationship and so Mac had to teach Layla like like you can be independent you can make your own decisions and this time Brady is teaching Tanner like it's okay to worry but you just have to be yourself and get through it. (laughs) Well yeah I mean Brady doesn't know anything because uh, or no, Tanner doesn't know anything because Brady didn't take the time to teach him that as yeah. Mac did, so. Uh, yeah, and yeah, so when Brady realizes he hasn't followed his own advice in his relationship with Mac. Um, so then Brady shows Tanner all of his, like, surfboard inventions. There's, like, a surfboard with a cooler and a surfboard that can surf by itself when there's no waves. Um, and he says that he hasn't shown them to Mac. Um, Brady thinks that Mac wouldn't understand and he wouldn't be... Because Mac wants to go to college and be, like, super smart and super driven. But she's like, I don't know if she would understand if I'm just making surfboards. Yeah, he's basically just saying, like, she's really impressive and, like, super prestigious. And he's afraid that he's not going to be enough. I'm not on that level. So Tanner says, maybe the problem is you're not tan enough. I don't know why you wrote down everything Tanner (laughs) said. It's not funny. I laughed. (laughs) I get it, but I don't think it's funny. 
Um, Layla, Layla tells Mac that she's so happy in this world, and Mac tries to tell Layla that their world isn't great. Um, her world has no worries, like, a boy who loves her, and then Layla's like, well, you have a boy who loves you here, and you want more than that. And so, and she's like, so do I. And Mac realizes that they, oh, I, I, Mac goes on this, like, little tangent to herself. She's like, well, maybe... I don't need to have the same passion as someone I love. They just need to respect my passion. Like, I have no idea where this comes from, but that's what she says. Yeah, um, this is when Layla puts on some more of Mac's clothes, but this time it doesn't switch to a 60s style. Yeah, so uh, that's whenever Mac calls Brady, and Brady's like, I'm on my way. Yeah, so they all meet at the beach. Um, Tanner's teeth don't shine, and he gets wet. Uh, so in a state of panic, Mac decides to tell Mac decides to tell Tanner and Layla how. Well, like, Mac who and they Brady are. both say, "Okay, well, we need to tell them the truth." But that's whenever Mac's like, "You're not real. You're from a '60s movie." <laughs> yeah. So they don't understand. So Mac and Brady are like, "Okay, hey, like, how do we make them understand? We'll speak their own language." So then they sing the song "Silver Screen." That's basically explaining like this is what happens in a movie. Everything is so fun. Everything gets wrapped up in the end. Um, this entire like song was filmed in one take. So it's, like, very, like, Broadway-like, where they're, like, switching out backgrounds in and out. They're doing, like, all these quick costume changes, like, all as one. It's very impressive. Yeah, it's a fun song. They do, like, a bunch of movie references, obviously, because they're talking about Silver Screen. Yeah, um, they're, yeah, they're trying to explain that life is better in a movie, and they demonstrate with, like, scene changes from different genres. Um, but Layla's like, no, like, I don't want to live that life anymore. And then she throws her necklace into the ocean. Yeah, Layla says that she wants to stay forever. Um, in the movie, Butchie... Back in Wet Side Story. Yeah, Butchie tells them to all pretend like nothing's wrong. Um, but then they're like, oh no, more people keep disappearing, so we can't just keep doing that. So Butchie says, Tanner and Layla left, and then all of this started happening. So they're like, we need to find the necklace. Oh, so they're like, they went into the ocean. Let's go see what's in the ocean. They find the necklace, and they decide to use the necklace too. So they all run into the water. Yes, yeah, so back on the beach in the real world, Mac and Brady are fighting while they're looking for the necklace. Um, Tanner and Layla are just sitting there. Uh, Layla says, I think they're arguing. And Tanner says, but they're not in rival groups. Which again, I thought was funny. <laughs> um, Tanner and Layla decide they don't like arguing. And that's when the rest of the cast arrives on the beach. Everyone reunites. No other people look at this weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, Layla says that she doesn't want to go home, but Butchie starts explaining that people are disappearing. Because without the stars, there's no movie. So Layla now agrees that she must go back because it's what she's supposed to do to save her friends. So everyone has a tearful goodbye, and the Wet Side Story cast walks back into the ocean and disappears. Uh, so Mac goes to set up for the school dance she and Brady have not made up yet. Um, so, at the school dance, Spencer asks Alyssa to slow dance, which, what we knew all along was that Spencer was never a threat to Brady, uh, because one, Mac wouldn't do her best friend like that, and two, he wasn't interested in Mac. They just shared the same interests. Yeah, so Mac, we see, like, Mac watching them. She's very happy for them. Brady stares longingly at Mac, and then tells Devin that things are different with Mac. Um, he wonders how to make things right. Yeah. And that's when the Wet Side Story cast enters the gym. And no one notices. <laughs> yeah, again, no one says anything. Yeah, so. they, they decided that they couldn't leave until they helped Brady make things right with Mac. Um, Layla is excited because it was Tanner's idea and he's not thinking about himself. Um, Tanner tells Brady that he's amazing, but he's the only one who doesn't realize and he needs to tell Mac the truth. 
Um, they, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we risk everything for you and Mac. And that's when everyone sings, gotta be me. Well, yeah, Brady goes on stage. Like, there's a band, but he just goes on stage and starts singing, and then everyone joins in. Um, yeah, it's like, it's very, it's very, like, um, Grease, like, they have, like, hand jive, they have, um, like, the bleachers of, uh, what's it called? Summer Lovin'. <laughs> yeah, it's a big number, like, everyone's included in yeah, it. Yeah, great choreography, a lit-ass horn section, your girl loves a horn section, um, it's the whole thing, and then at the very end of the song, Mac dips Brady, love very that. Very fun. Um, but she disappears with the necklace, uh, along with, like, everyone else. Yeah, so now that the song worked, they're like, okay, you guys need to go back to the movie now. That's when they disappear. Yeah, so they're like, well, if Butchie disappeared with the necklace, how did they get there last time? So they go get the magic surfboard from the first movie. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone's at the beach, and the ocean is calm, but, like, how are they gonna surf if there's no waves? Um, Brady instructs Layla and Tanner to pry the magic flower off the surfboard, as Mac and Brady go to the treehouse. Um, Layla offers to help, and Tanner accepts that help. Um, at the treehouse, Mac sees all of Brady's surfboard inventions and realizes this is what Brady has been keeping from her this whole time. Um, Brady explains that he was insecure, but Mac is like, no, look, this is cool. Like, my grandpa fucking made a living off of making surfboards. Like, why would I hate this? Yeah, and Mac apologizes. Like, she feels bad that Brady felt like he couldn't tell her. And then she's like, how about no secrets going forward? And so they're like, yeah, that's fine. And they, like, they take all this time to make up. You can do this while you're walking. <laughs> this, this, now is not the time! <laughs> yeah, so they bring Tana, Tanner and Layla the surfboard. They put the emblem on it, and they work on it together. Um, and then Taylor, who's Taylor, <laughs> Tanner and Layla, um, they're like, oh yeah, they work on the surfboard together. Yeah, Mac, Mac realizes this is where they met. Yeah, three Mac months realizes ago. that if the movie disappears, if they don't help Tanner and Layla get back, then they would never would have met because that's what initially drew Mac to uh, Brady sitting on the beach. Yeah, but Brady reassures her it'll be fine. Yeah, so... They start singing Meant to Be, Reprise 3. Yeah. Uh, all four of them sing. Everyone says goodbye again. Mac tells Layla that she has the power to change the movie to her story. She doesn't have to follow the script that was written where she doesn't get to make any of these decisions. They have these casual conversations that take up so much time. Your friend just <laughs> disappeared. You need to get back to your movie. Yeah, Mac gives her a Save the Beaches bracelet... Uh, Brady follows them into the ocean to help send them off, but the engine won't start. But it's okay, because Layla gives him a bobby pin to fix it, like in the first movie with the weather machine. It works, and they take off, and Mac's words about them never meeting echo in Brady's mind. So whenever Brady swims back to shore, he runs right past Mac as if he never met her. Oh, <gasps> no. Yeah, um, so then we see Brady sees a Save the Beach dance, and so... Yeah, Brady was night surfing with Devin. That's why he was out in the ocean. Yeah, and they're like, they see that they're about to play a movie. So they're like, hey, let's go see what they're gonna do. Uh, yes. We see Alyssa and Spencer are dressed up like bikers. <sighs> and Mac is dressed up, I guess, also like a biker. I she got a surfer. Like, well, it looks like Layla's original, like, pink and... Or not pink. Red and white polka dot dress, but it's two-piece now. Yeah. And um, so... Yeah, there's a movie poster for Layla, Queen of the Beach. Similar to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. 
Uh, Brady asks about the movie, and uh, Mac is like, oh my god, it's the best movie, it's the awesomest movie ever. And Brady's like, well, I've heard of it, like, it's one of the most popular movies of all time, which is different from West Side Story, which no one had ever heard of. Yeah, but Um, he's like, I'm not sure if it's my thing, though. Um, problematic. Red flag. (laughs) No, this is just the opposite of the I know, but still. (laughs) But Mac is like, hey. Like, Brady doesn't like this movie now that it has Layla at the center? No, they just switched places. I know! (laughs) Mac tells him uh, that she'll buy him a smoothie if he doesn't like it. Yeah, it, like, plays out, like, how they described how they originally met. Yeah. Um, Mac gets up on the truck bed to introduce the movie, and the movie plays with Layla as the star. She's now wearing shorts and a leather jacket. Wow. Um, And we get this song called, the final song called How We Do, which is very We Go Together. Like, Mm -hmm. it has a bunch of, like, gibberish, like... Yeah, I said I'd love to hear some scatting. dong Um, Brady's, like, a little freaked out, but he eventually joins in. Yeah, everyone just starts singing, which, first of all, if for some unknown reason you've never been to a musical or a musical movie, you do not sing along with it. If you know the words, that doesn't matter. You don't sing along with it. Save the singing along for concerts. I had to tell my dad that. (laughs) We saw Jesus Christ Superstar, and I had to turn over and be like, shut up! I can hear you! My mom and I had season tickets to, like, a theater here, and there were other people who had season tickets who sat next to us, and every fucking time one of the girls knew the song, she was singing along. The entirety of Les Mis, she was incorrectly singing along. Ooh. Not only, like, not only is singing along bad, but incorrectly singing along? Not not only did she not know the words, but she also, like, couldn't sing well to begin with either. Like, what? (laughs) I don't understand. Um, yeah, so we get this song. Mac and Brady sing along to the movie. Um, Brady tap dances on truck beds. And we see that Layla is wearing Mac's, um, Save the Beaches bracelet in the movie. So, Mac and Brady don't remember any of their experience with the cast of Wet Side Story. Yeah, whenever Mac and Brady finally introduce themselves, we also see Layla wink at them from the screen. Yeah, so, like, she knows. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah, then we get, like, a credit dance scene, but nothing else adds to the story. Yep. That is Teen Beach 2. Yeah, I definitely did not see all of that, because I did not remember that happening at the end. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised. Honestly, I thought it was like a plot twist. <laughs> see, I wish... I think the one major improvement they could have made to this was that Brady and Mac had not been together for three months. <laughs> Nothing makes sense about them only knowing each other for three months, in my opinion. From, like, the last movie, everything we saw, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up. I'd like to get more into the world of how characters in the movie can change what the movie is and subsequently change our world as we know it. Well, <laughs> they revolutionized them because they told them it's a movie. I guess. I guess, Like, had anyone, were they the first people who had ever been transported into the world of a movie? I think so. <laughs> Unless all of Max, because uh, you know how it was like the family surfboard and it's like their yeah. destiny. Whenever you ride on the surfboard, you find your destiny. Maybe all of them had been transported back to a movie from their time, you know? Like I said, Grandpa went to Reefer Madness. <laughs> sure. But, um, so what did he change it to? Because he didn't make weed legal soon enough. Uh, he made it into the cult film that it is today. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> um, Yeah. Also, I, I it's a good thing Grandpa wasn't there, because I don't think Grandpa would just be fine with them stealing the family surfboard. 
Yeah, the surfboard's now lost forever. Well, I was thinking about that, too. I guess I could just throw it in the ocean and hope that it gets back to them, because that's what they did with the necklace. I get. Well, it'd also have to be Brady's self, self-machine self surfboard. Yeah. So Brady I guess, has to like, build a whole new machine. I bet those parts are expensive. Yeah. Well, did you did you hear it? Like, it, the engine, whenever he was trying to fix it, it, like, slowly rose below the surfboard. It wasn't just, like, you pop it open and then you fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how do, uh, let's get into the songs. Oh, yeah. Um, I have nine songs. Yeah, that's what I have. Okay, so for my last one, for moral reasons, I have Twist That Frown Upside Down. I have Right Where I Want to Be. Um, number eight, I have On My Own. Number eight, I have Silver Screen. Number seven, I have Fallen For Ya, Reprise, Reprise. Seven, I have Twist That Frown Upside Down. Six, I have Meant To Be, Reprise. Six, I also have Meant To Be. (laughs) Five is right where I want to be. Five is best summer ever. Uh, four is best summer ever. Four is on my own. Three is how we do. Three is gotta be me. Two is silver screen. Two is fallen for ya. One is gotta be me. <laughs> One, that's how we do. Nice. Again, do not match up at all. <laughs> well, also, like we've said before, like, whenever we're seeing this for the first time, right. it's hard to rank them and know for sure, but I also just don't have the time or willpower to go and listen to them again. This time was also particularly hard because, like I said, I was watching this on the train, like, on my cell phone. For, <laughs> so it's a very small screen, and usually as I watch, I take a list on my cell phone so I can, like, do it as I go. I was trying to, like, rate and like rate them as I went, but it was hard because a lot of them I was just like, Five out of ten, like, it was fine. It was also amazing. A lot of these songs in this movie and the first one sound very similar to each other. I mean, some of the songs are literally just repeated. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, how'd you rate and rank this? I gave this a three out of five overall. Like, I still liked it. Obviously not as good as the first one. Um, I put it at number 49. It is below Gotta Kick It Up and above Girl vs. Monster. So... It's a little over halfway, because this is movie 108, so I thought it's pretty good for what it was. Yeah, I gave it a three and a half out of five. I put it number 38, below Brink, and above Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> That's messed up. I was never a Lemonade Mouth fan! That's messed up. <laughs> I, She's So Gone is trending on uh, TikTok with very fun videos. Yes. That song alone. That doesn't change my ranking. <laughs> that song alone makes that movie worth so much. Um, next week we have another musical. We're watching Descendants. Ooh. The first Descendants. I've heard good things. I have high expectations. Listen, I watched this because I thought the idea was so clever. It's based on a book, isn't it? I don't know. But it, it's just the villain and the hero's children's all go yeah. to, like, school together. And I was like... The children's. Yeah. I want to see and that. And we get, we get to meet, we get to see again our favorite person on the DCOM Cool and Collected pod... Sir Kenny Ortega. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then we have two more after that. Not in a row, but, you know. Kenny Ortega, if you want to talk. We're available. <laughs> Kenny Ortega, I don't think, did the second and third. Maybe the second, oh, but not didn't? the third. I don't know if he did. I don't think he did all three. Maybe. Oh. But he yeah. Did all three High School Musical. <laughs> well, yeah. High School Musical and Descendants are not on the same <laughs> level. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>